What is up, everyone? This is a very, very quick podcast episode today. If I sound a little off, got a little bit of a sinus crud, but it should be fine soon. Starting off, we're going to talk about the national championship tonight. Kansas, UNC. UNC put up an amazing effort to knock off Duke the other day. Now we have them against Kansas, who had an insane shooting night against Villanova, which I I figured that they would beat Nova. I predicted that they would beat Villanova. I knew that they would with Justin Moore going down. If Justin Moore didn't get hurt, could have been a very different story. But even with that, the way Kansas shot the ball, I don't think anybody beats Kansas that night. UNC and Duke in what turned out to be Coach K's final game. It was a back and forth, probably the best basketball game I have ever watched. Now, I am a Carolina fan. I will admit that. But I can't say anything bad to Duke after that game. I can't. How could you? They played a phenomenal game. It was back and forth. It was crazy. But in the end, obviously, UNC came out on top. The reason, though, and I want to talk about that game really quickly, because Baycott struggled from the field. Grabbed a lot of rebounds, but his shooting percentage was terrible. He didn't end with a double-double. He's had a double-double in every single game in this tournament. Brady Manick, until the last three or four minutes, struggled in this game. Caleb Love, who finished with 28, and had a clutch shot over Mark Williams, didn't score until five minutes left in the first half. Just by saying that, you would think that Duke blew UNC out into R.J. Davis. And I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about R.J. Without R.J. Davis, who had a phenomenal first half and a phenomenal second half facilitating the ball, without R.J. Davis in that first half, UNC does not win that game. And I am confident in that. UNC does not win that game. They don't. And I think that if you look at the game as a whole, yes, Caleb Love explodes with 22 second-half points. He turned it on. They got Mark Williams in foul trouble. They got Theo John fouled out, but Baycott fouled out. Baycott rolled his ankle, wasn't in the game for a little bit. Baycott struggled from the floor shooting-wise in the first. Caleb Love, again, didn't hit a shot till five minutes left in the first half. R.J. Davis kept them in this game. And to see his evolution... The 30-point game against Baylor when they went to OT. When, mind you, Brady Manick got ejected. Caleb Love fouled out. Baycott had four fouls. In overtime, it was all R.J. Davis. And he showed up. Against UCLA, the matchup that he had, he showed up. Last night, he outplayed Jeremy Roach in every facet of the game. R.J. Davis is the key to UNC winning ball games. He has been all year. He's been the sleeper. A lot of people put R.J. Davis as the fourth option on this team. Baycott number one. You could argue Brady and Caleb at number two or three. And then R.J. Davis. But now I think R.J. has submitted himself as a top three option, potentially, depending on who's having a good shooting game and who isn't. Kansas, however, has Ochai Agbaji, who has played phenomenal all tournament, who I think has been one of, if not the best players in this entire tournament. 
And if I'm sitting here right now on who to pick, I'm picking the Eagles. And not just because I'm wearing a Carolina shirt right now, not just because I'm a Tar Heel born, Tar Heel bred, and when I die, I will be Tar Heel dead. But that's not why I'm picking the Tar Heels. I'm putting my favorite team, the fact that they are my favorite team aside, and I'm looking at it as this. The Heels are the hottest tournament or tournament team. They were the hottest coming in. They've been the hottest throughout. They've knocked out number one Baylor. They've knocked out number four UCLA. They beat the Cinderella team in St. Peter's. And then, of course, and then, of course, the absolute massive win against Duke. It was crazy. And I want to say this because let's see who Kansas has played. Now, not knocking anybody Kansas has played. 16, Texas Southern. Number 9, Creighton. Number 4, Providence. Number 10, Miami. And then a number 2, Villanova team who was banged up. Carolina has played harder, tougher competition than Kansas has all tournament. So if you think the heels aren't going to show up, if you think the heels aren't going to come in and go to work today, if you think they're not going to show up and go to work, now here's my keys to the game for each. And I want to I want to specify this real quick before anybody says anything. Kansas as a team shot amazing from 3. Amazing. I mean, they hit 13 three-pointers in their win. Ochai Baji went 6 for 8, 6 of 7 from downtown. I don't think they recreated. I don't. Devin McCormick and Armando Baycott, Leaky Black and Ochai Baji is going to be the two biggest matchups in this. It is. They're going to be the two biggest matchups. They have Remy Martin coming off the bench who's going to be huge. But I think McCormick cannot grab rebounds like Baycott can. And I know Kansas is the phys- more physical team. Kansas is the stronger team, the faster team. But these Tar Heels are defending at an elite level. I mean, looking at Villanova, the only person who really struggled was Daniels, who went 5 for 14, and Slater, who went 5 for 13. But let's think about it. Daniels would not be in that position. It would be Justin Moore. Colin Gillipsy, their best player, went 6 for 11, 5 of 8 from downtown. They didn't stop him as much as they would want to. And then we go over to Duke Carolina, where, yes, Bon Caro had 20, but he went 8 for 17. Jeremy Roach, who's been playing like a monster all tournament, 8 points, 2 for 11, 0 of 5 from downtown. A.J. Griffin, who in the first matchup against Carolina, Killed them with 27. He dropped six. One for seven. Wendell Moore. Ten points. Four for 14. I mean, these are Duke's guys. Without Trevor Keels off the bench, who had 19, 8 for 14 shooting, they, they, they get blown out. Carolina blows them out without Trevor Keels coming off the bench. Excuse me. They didn't get Theo John fouled out, but he was pretty close. He had four. 
And also the heels' ability to get to the line. Brady Manick, 3 of 6 from free throws. 5 of 8 from Baycott. 4 of 4 from RJ. 3 of 4 from Caleb. Heck, even Puff Johnson, who, by the way, was only only one of two heels players to come off the bench. 2 of 2. His only two points. Had a clutch steal down the stretch. RJ Davis had seven rebounds in this game against Duke. Just look at Seth Greenberg. Amazing analyst. Love him to death. He picked Carolina to win this game. Don't know the guy. Would love to meet the guy one day. He said that if RJ Davis outplayed Jeremy Roach, the Tar Heels would get the win. Let's just let's just compare. Jamie Roach, 8 points. RJ, 18. Jamie Roach, 6 rebounds. RJ, 7. Now, Jamie Roach did have 5 assists. RJ had 4. But, I mean, I just want to shed some light on this and show that, yes, RJ Davis came to play. Showed out. That Carolina defense was staunch. Yes, their shooting was a little off as well. But I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to come out hot. They are. They're going to come out hot. They're going to come out ready to play. I think Carolina takes this game. Yes, Kansas is massive. Yes, Kansas is good. Yes, Kansas is the number one team in this tournament ever since around the Sweet 16 when Gonzaga got booted. But please do not sleep on them boys from Chapel Hill. Leaky Black the best defensive player on Carolina, and one of the best defensive players that Carolina has seen in forever is going to show up, and it's going to create problems for Ochai Baji. Caleb Love, if he's on in the first half, this game might be a blowout. If Brady Manick, who, by the way, Brady struggled 3 of 6 from 3, 4 of 10 from the field. Baycott went 3 of 10 from the field. R.J. Davis, 6 of 13. Caleb Love, 11 for 20. Again, in the first half, if R.J. Davis does not show up, Duke blows them out. The biggest thing is that McCormick-Baycott matchup. If Baycott can control the boards against McCormick, who is a physical monster, Carolina wins the game. The two matchups that I'm looking at are Leaky Black and Agbaji, and Baycott and McCormick. Those are the two matchups that I can sit here and say that they will define the game. Yes, Dewan Harris versus either Caleb Love or R.J. Davis, depending on who they put them on, is going to be huge. Yes, I agree that Agbaji could go out there and go nuts. Remy off the bench could come in and go nuts. But I do not... I do not see Wilson beating Brady Manick. I don't see Braun beating either R.J. Davis or Caleb Love. I don't see it. And to be honest, DeJuan Harris played terrible. He did knock down three threes, but he went three for seven. He did have two steals, so he didn't play that bad, but still. This Carolina team is hot. They're going to come out. They just came off an emotional win. And I can't sit here, not only as a Carolina fan, but as a sports analyst himself, and say that the Tar Heels are going to come out and lose this game. They've been the underdogs all season. 
before the ACC tournament, before they beat Duke on March 5th, they weren't even supposed to make the tournament. And here they are in the national championship. Are you telling me? Are you telling me? That Carolina can't win this game. I don't see it. Yes, early in the season, they took massive losses to Kentucky, to Purdue, to Tennessee. They got blown out in their own place by Duke, where they had one of the best, Carolina had one of the best home records in the nation, and they get blown out in the Dean Smith Center by their rival. They come back and beat Duke and Cameron Indoor. Yes, they faltered in the ACC tournament, but it didn't matter at that point. They were in. And that ACC tournament loss to Virginia Tech fueled their fire. It woke everyone up, especially Baycott. The moment that Baycott didn't win ACC Player of the Year, we saw a different Armando Baycott. We saw a different R.J. Davis. We saw a different Caleb Love, who honestly a lot of people had written him off this season, but we saw a different version of him. We saw so many different versions. Brady Manick, Leaky Black. Puff Johnson's providing decent minutes off the bench when he's in the game. Styles is providing decent minutes when he comes in off the bench and has to go in due to foul trouble or fatigue. But, I mean, come on. This Carolina team is different. And a team who, I mean, let's just look at the minutes. This is a 40-minute basketball game, by the way. Brady Manick, 38 minutes. Baycott, 32. Would have played more if he didn't get hurt. R.J. Davis, 36. Caleb Love and Leahy Black both played 39 total minutes. Puff Johnson played 9. Styles played 3. Let's look at Kansas. 35 from Agbaji. 37 from Wilson. 30 from Harris. 33 from Braun. 29 from McCormick. Now, they cannot play McCormick 29 minutes against Armando Baycott. Because I understand that Wilson, who, don't get me wrong, is a great player. I mean, obviously, he's on an amazing team. But Jalen Wilson is not. He's 6'8". He is listed as a small forward. If they take McCormick out of the game, Armando Baycott is going to eat him alive. That's what I see from this Carolina-Kansas matchup. And I know this would be quick and we're approaching 15 minutes at this point, but come on. It is tough to sit here and say that Kansas can win this game. It's not that tough. But the way that Carolina has been playing, the way that we have seen Caleb Love, I mean, Hubert Davis has done wonders for this team in his first season. They just knocked off Duke, who was the favorite to win it all once Gonzaga got bounced because it was Coach K's last season. And Hubert Davis came in and said, I love you, Coach. I respect you. You are the greatest college basketball coach. And I'm saying this as a Carolina fan. The greatest college basketball coach to ever grace the earth. And that's including Bobby Knight and Dean Smith, who I think is number two. And Roy Williams, who I think is up there in the top ten, maybe top five. But come on. Hubert Davis has these boys rocking. The Carolina fan base, the student section, there is going to be so much Carolina blue in that stadium. Kansas 
this whole tournament has not played a team that is going to come with this much firepower. Providence was good. Miami was on a run. Creighton gave them a run for their money. But Kansas has not played a team like Carolina who is coming in off of the biggest win in program history besides national championships. They're not ready. Carolina's going to come out. They're going to be hot. They're going to be explosive. And it is going to be fun to watch. I think we see a big game, a revenge game from Brady Manick. I think we see a monster game, the full length of the game from Caleb Love. I think Baycott, once again, gets 18-plus rebounds. And I think North Carolina wins this game 80-75. to 75. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Both of these teams are offensive. But if Carolina can play defense like they did against Duke on Saturday night in front of millions watching, in front of so many Hall of Famers, in front of Roy Williams, who, by the way, Roy Williams cannot lose this game. He coached at Carolina and Kansas. Roy Williams does not lose this game. But to sit here and say that Carolina didn't just play in a national championship type field, Kansas didn't have that. Kansas's game didn't go down to the wire. Kansas won that game 81 to 65. Carolina won 81 to 77. You can't sit here and tell me a Jayhawk team who knocked down 13 of 24 three-pointers. A Jayhawk team who went in and saw their opponent shoot 38% from the field without Justin Moore. Whereas the Tar Heels held the Blue Devils to 41%, 22% from three. 50 rebounds for the Tar Heels in that game. Kansas grabbed 35. You can't sit here and tell me that Kansas is going to come in and beat this Tar Heel team. I, I can't see it. Just because of the level of competition that the Tar Heels have had to play. Now, there is some concern of Baycott's ankle. Will he be 100%? We don't know. But just from seeing what he said right before he came in, F it. That's the biggest thing. Like I said, I was going to keep this short. That's going to wrap it up for today. We'll see if my predictions come true. See you guys next time. Peace.